0: Listening to Pawnee Public Radio
1: with your hosts, Hannah and Will.
0: Howdy, folks. Welcome back. Wow, I really committed to howdy, folks. Yeah, no,
1: I like it. It's folksy. People feel at home, they feel comfortable, taken care of. (laughs) Howdy, I heard Hina, it in my you? head.
0: Howdy. <laughs> I heard it in my head and I was like, this is this is gonna sound good. Yeah. And then I said it and I felt like just like such an East Coast Jew suddenly, sort of culturally appropriating the word howdy.
1: Yeah, I'll give I'll give my my Central Arkansas stamp of approval, uh, which Okay again doesn't count for anything. <laughs> but you got it. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this is a really special episode. Yeah. We just watched uh, season two, episode nine the camel but we weren't watching it alone
1: no no
0: and and we knew we were watching it with someone it's not like halloweeny where there was a ghost in the room and we yeah. just didn't know
1: it was spooky um, i'll say it it was spooky but like a good kind of spooky you know like <laughs> we were all haunting each other and i'm i'm here for it
0: um yeah the person haunting us while we, i'm trying to commit to the haunting yeah. thing so hard uh is not a ghost uh we are delighted we are overjoyed. We are all the adjectives mm. um, to welcome. Well, it's always overjoyed a verb. Technically, we're never going to have her <laughs> in at this p- point. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm overthinking it because she's she's a fantastic writer. She's written for Veep, The Daily Show, New Girl, and Parks and Recreation. She's ri- She wrote this episode that we're discussing. Yeah. Should we Should we let her in? What sound effects should 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 she, should she uh, enter with Will?
1: I think, you know, a herd of camels. It feels like a a herd of
0: camels. Yeah. Yeah, So please welcome with a herd of camels. (laughs) It's Rachel Axler. Howdy.
1: (laughs) Good.
0: We're off to a great start. Thank you so much for doubling down on howdy.
2: You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. By the way, it is an adjective. Overjoyed. It's a uh, good one. Okay, good.
3: We've
1: needed a writer for a long time. (laughs) We throw around parts of speech really fast and loose here. Although,
2: you know, I, actually, I didn't look it up, so I, that's just, I'm going off of my instinct, which yeah. is, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's an I'm, Rachel I'm Axler pop would bet her career yeah. on this. <laughs>
0: um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, We've thank been, you so much
4: for having me. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, we all watched the episode together, and uh, I always said, spoiler alert, to those listening, we had a great time watching. Did you enjoy <laughs> watching back your own writing?
2: I did, I did, I I did, and I I enjoyed um, remembering things that I had completely, completely forgotten. Also, I should just say, and I feel like I'm going to be saying this a lot. A lot of that's not my writing. A lot of it is is the writing of the other writers on the show. Um, but and and I will sometimes remember whose writing it was, and I sometimes won't. But I will usually remember that it wasn't mine.
1: <laughs> I did have this moment when we were when we were all watching it together, where. Just sort of realizing, because you kept doing, you kept being like, "Oh, this is funny!" Like, like Mike sure wrote this. Like this writer wrote this. Yeah, it was this memory of um, whatever the opposite of a camel is, like when a committee <laughs> makes like yeah. a unicorn or some incredible animal. I, I don't really think against camels, but yeah, a
2: camel is a pretty functional animal. It's you know they store water in their humps for God knows how long, right, so that they can exist in the desert. This yeah. is not you the result. You can ride
0: them? Yes. You that's can, not you why they're functional. Them. I've ridden a camel before. <laughs>
2: but that's what they were made for. They were made by To be ridden God, by a tourist to in Thailand. Ridden, yes, for money. That's <laughs> the point of camels. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I do have, I have a somewhat obsessive need to, or compulsive need to, to give credit where I remember it. So I will, I will try to do so. We'll, yeah, yeah, we're
0: excited to have you on and explain to our listeners after we go through the story, like, how an episode of TV is made. So, like, if if our listener is sitting in their kitchen eating a hamburger and they're like, <laughs> what does she mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A bunch of wrote, writers wrote it. We're excited to have you come in and explain that. Because I, uh you know, we've been... I obviously I'm like the biggest parks and rec fan. I love it so much. It's like my go-to comfort show, but Will and I also are both writers. And so we've been trying to like explain to the, like, look at this through a writer's lens, but mm-hmm. having you on, we'll actually get to look at it through a
2: writer's lens Potentially. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I have lots of really technical questions about what, what kind of gear you guys were using, what lenses, perfect. focal. lengths. Yeah. I so I get get
0: types of all the answers.
3: Perfect. Perfect. <laughs>
0: so we you uh, you know you and many others wrote the camel uh so what we tend to do for our listeners is just go through the A and B story just mm-hmm. so in case you know they didn't get a chance to watch it They can go straight from their hamburger in their kitchen to this (laughs) podcast. Um, But then you've also been telling us about your first draft. So I'm curious, once we explain the story, if you can talk about like the many drafts and how we got
2: here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Or at least I can... What I did was this morning, I I, uh, searched in my email for the first draft and I found it. And I reread it. And it was, I mean unidentifiably this this episode, like down to the title. I mean, it's so completely different. Um
0: What was the title before?
2: I think it was called Design Show. Um does, I'm pretty sure it was called Design Show. Let me let me check. I can't check because I have all these vote forward <laughs> letters in my <laughs> never mind. Anyway, it's called Design Show, let's just say. But it was something something like Design Show. And it was um it was initially about um them well you know what i'll tell you this after you go through a and b etc perfect
0: i i think it makes more sense otherwise the listener might be like what's the first draft what's what's the second the final draft but let's all go through it together um because that's what we do uh so this episode's called the camel and the a story is a mural in the parks and rec department has been defaced uh, it's uh, a racist m- mural, mm-hmm. and someone wrote "racist" on it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> which is the best kind of defacing of of art.
1: Yeah, yeah. just I think honest, more of a yeah. commentary. It seems like than a than a defacement. Um, Correct.
3: Yeah. Although I think or- I d-
1: one thing I admire about the Pawnee murals is that they are they're truly not shying away from what actually happened. Like they oh
2: actually my are goodness. pretty
3: accurate. <laughs> yeah. The,
2: yeah. I actually. Yeah, there was, there was, I, I may have cried, um, when I saw the mural that was going to be in my episode because I was so offended by it. Um, <laughs> and uh, understanding too, that it was, you know, being held up as explicitly and audaciously racist. It was still sort of like, I, I literally shed tears and, uh, <laughs> begged Greg Daniels not to put it on air. And he said, I appreciate your passion." For- this is, it's it's it does what we want it to do, which it does. <laughs> um, but yeah,
1: yeah. Props to that, both the yeah. props department and the art department for oh,
2: they were yeah, incredible. Briefly yeah.
1: going, yeah, incredible.
0: <laughs> so we so we start with the de- defacement of the mural that, um, and it leads us into uh, the announcement that they're going to create a new mural, and every department is going to present a design. For potentially um muralification, mm-hmm. i committed to that <laughs> word, and the guy uh the uh so it's it's all the departments, and Leslie immediately gets competitive because she wants the parks department to design a mural in city hall
1: mm-hmm. yeah um, yes.
0: that's the start
1: we're off to the races we meet we're off we meet to the jo. Played by Kirk <laughs> Fox, who has an incredible introduction to the world of the show. Um, yeah,
2: he he was absolutely fantastic. This is his first episode, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. so too.
2: I think so too. He was so funny. I still, I still think about sewage. Let's roll the way he said that, and then those two hot interns <laughs> <like> followed him <them laughs> out. <laughs>
0: The line Sewage Always Gets the Hottest Interns (laughs) is such a funny line.
1: It's just like so much world building in like three beats. (laughs) Like, this is how he talks. Like, this is what the crew looks like. There's a pattern of
2: this. Kirk Fox is about, I think, seven foot six. Um, So it's also just seeing him like sort of squaring up against Leslie is really fun as well.
3: Yeah. Uh.
0: Uh, He also has like, Spoiler alert! Not a spoiler. A fantastic arc to come. Like yes. you really sown the seeds here <laughs> for like a beautiful, hilarious, like character uh, failure. It's great, I, but like a character failure in a funny way. Mm-hmm. That wasn't saying the character. No, yes.
2: absolutely. And I, I also I, I feel like before we get too far away from it, I want to give like a shout to a shout out to Gay Perello, who is the props was the props person for Parks and was absolutely incredible. And actually told me at one point that she always knew when it was an Axler script because <laughs> she wanted to, she wanted to both like kill me. And also she, I, I think she still likes me. still so, but, <laughs> but uh, yes, this was definitely a props heavy, um a props heavy episode.
0: Honestly, too. on a much, much, much smaller scale, I can relate to that because I, I wrote <laughs> on like a UCB sketch team for a couple years and like, my friend had my uh, my co my fellow writer had to be like Hannah. You have to try to like think about the props you want and then cut like two thirds of that list. <laughs> I had I had one sketch that was uh, two girls like fell asleep on like an inflatable penis and ended up like shipwrecked, and it just had so many props, including a giant penis. Yeah, and a ship. Um, that's. <laughs> That my dad somehow got an Amazon notification for. He's like, Hannah, oh why did God. you order this like giant inflatable penis? <laughs> and like lots of like penis candy, and then a, a boat, and then like fishing oh, sure. poles. and then an ocean. Yeah. An <laughs> ocean. You got to fill it with fish. You need something. You got sand. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> after this announcement, we get like a great ensemble A story. It's basically everyone pitching their mural ideas. Will, do you want to?
1: Yeah. And it, I, I was thinking about this earlier. It's also maybe one of the first episodes where we sort of have like an all play where we've over, Mm -hmm. you know, season one and and in the first couple episodes of season two, we're starting to meet people, but it it feels like one of the first ones where everyone, everyone gets sort of a chance, like come off the bench and like embody their character and and really, everyone gets like a bit in a game that they're playing for the whole episode. And it's so fun to watch. Um, yeah. That's
2: exactly right, and and when we get up to the point where where I tell you about the the original a story, we can you can see how that's just so much better than what we started out with, um specifically for that reason, because it includes everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited this whole time has felt like. It's like my favorite show, and I get to see never-before-seen footage. <laughs> like it's the, it's my favorite thing. Um, I'm very excited about this first draft. Yeah, so there's lots of lots of pitches. Mm. Tom goes to an art school and and pays an, uh some young art school guy to <laughs> paint him his mural pitch, which is just a bunch of shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, which he has a beautiful arc throughout the episode of just becoming just kind of the heart of the episode i'd say is him becoming like emotionally attached to his
2: shape this yeah, awakening his artistic awakening yeah. everyone um, yeah
1: everyone april pitches an experimental interactive theater piece that is <laughs> is violent and and gruesome and built from from the garbage <laughs> um, yeah we have jerry's uh, mural which is truly a work oh, of art. Uh, you don't gets- even have
0: to explain it. You said the word mural. <laughs> okay. I can't find- No, it. it's yeah. the <laughs> joke is that it's beautiful. It's like pointillism. Yeah. But nobody, it was inspired by the death of his grandma. <laughs> I've um, forgotten that. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, yeah. And is completely, uh, all of his, as with everything with Jerry, all of his sort of amazingness and, and good aspects is overwhelmed by one silly and you know he trips over a word and that's all anyone's gonna talk about <laughs> so he's done um, yeah
0: and then donna has recreated the last supper but with famous people in indiana mm-hmm. who was judas we never, never we was like, I gotta find out mm-hmm. who judas is you need a picture will you find out who judas is
2: okay, will I'll I'll right describe it? there's like a
0: nascar <laughs> um there's greg kinnear yes
2: he's jesus right
0: he is jesus And then Leslie, um, who is very good at scrapbooking and should be good at this because she's had dreams of creating murals, Mm -hmm. decides to go for tragedy (laughs) and portray the Pawnee Bread Factory Fire, which she said, we lost a lot of good bread that day and people. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also just great. (laughs) Um, And so they take it to a vote on who's... See, I'm going to trip up. I keep... I feel like I'm going to trip up on the word mural. I can't ha- <laughs> yeah. stop saying murinal. Murinal is of, it's yeah. fine. Murinal, um I mean. <laughs> they, try to, they try to vote, but everyone votes for their own thing. And that's when uh, Leslie has the brilliant idea to cut out a bit from everybody's murinal and <laughs> create one beautiful artistic endeavor, mm-hmm. uh, which the props department did gr- a fantastic job with because the end result is a very funny horrible compilation of all their ideas
2: right basically just a piece of poster board with a lot of crap stuck all over it that that (sighs) does not add up to more than
1: the sum of its parts it's, no it's truly like a like an exquisite corpse but nothing connects Do you know
0: who <laughs> judas is have you come back with your homework done
1: I've, who is yeah. judas and also to be clear the way that i'm trying to figure out who judas is is i'm quickly skimming over the da vinci code by dan brown because i think he <laughs> i think he clarifies what that you know what that some symbology is and i'm something about a, a chalice um no I, i'm still looking for judas but carry on <laughs>
0: Um, you asked the question, and I'll never be able to, to let you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, because she, they've created something horrific. Leslie decides to turn to our good friend, the mystery himself, Mark Brandanowitz,
2: <laughs> the man,
0: the man, the myth, the legend, That's
2: right. Mark
0: Brandanowitz. The
1: man actually is a very good character description for him. I feel like in the audition <laughs> sides, it's just like, and your character is. The man in the show. Man.
2: Right. He the is man of the show. Male.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then it, just bring yourself it, to it.
0: <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like, I, I really like describing people like their, es- like, I say their essence, but I'm not that frou frou But like, I, I enjoy being called this person's like a chatterbox or they're kind, or but I can't describe people physically. Like if you <laughs> asked me to describe Mark grandanowitz I would say he's a guy and he has brown hair. He's white. <laughs> he wears button-up shirts, like, seems about and I feel right. like that, yeah, seems about right, so <laughs> Leslie goes to Mark, who tells her, um, oh, well, she's begging him to draw, because he secretly draws in his free time. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right,
2: which she knows,
3: because
2: yeah. she, because she knows everything about him, because she's, yes. she's history, in then. love with him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. You
2: know. And
1: that's the heart of the show, and will continue to be the heart of the show for, for the, the rest season. of the yeah,
2: so. until Until the very finale.
1: Till all the characters have peaceful natural deaths at the end of the. That's right. (laughs) At the end of the series,
2: hers with him, Mm -hmm. and they wind (laughs) up in the same tomb. (laughs)
0: Um, So he he agrees to make her uh, something that will be universally appealing, which is uh, a man feeding pigeons in a park. He said it doesn't make a statement; it's universally appealing. This will win. And Leslie decides as team captain, they're going with that one. Mm -hmm. who's judas i keep going back to this (laughs) it's too bad there's
2: no way to find
0: out
1: yeah i think he's the one i'm just let's say greg kinnear no he's definitely jesus that's the one character definitely
0: let's just say the nascar there's a nascar cut in there is a nascar Um, on the side if you're listening listeners Mm -hmm. let us know freeze the episode do your biblical studies and let us know who judas is i think it's the guy holding the knife
1: i think that's in the painting Someone there's like someone pointing. This is Dan Brown again, but someone's pointing, <laughs> and someone is holding a knife, and the I NASCAR like holding the knife is Judas, oh, who will betray okay. Christ. Yeah.
0: So on the surface, this is a Parks and Rec podcast, but mm-hmm. deeper down, it's us all trying to figure out who Judas is. Will, do you want to, uh, with Rachel, take over the A story while I figure out who Judas is? Yeah,
1: please the, look for okay. look for more symbols. Um okay. Yeah, I'll, so let we you, have- I'll
2: let you do it. Yeah, <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I'm probably. I'm probably better at the what used to be the A story at this point, simply because I have read it more recently.
1: Yeah, I do. I do feel like we are a DVD commentary, and I and I, <laughs> I'll be the episode, and then you can just speak, you know, gently over <laughs> me whenever you feel so. It's moved. Totally
2: fine.
1: <laughs> um, so. There Leslie is sort of torn between going what feels like a sure win with with Mark's feeding pigeons in the park design um or or sticking with her team's design of this what Mark tells him is a camel um which is. A uh, design, a horse that was designed by a committee. He seemed um, shocked
0: that nobody knows this this phrase. Was this a common phrase? As the writer, were you shocked that nobody knew this phrase? No,
2: I hadn't heard it before either. It was I, okay. I was trying to remember this morning if it was Mike Shore or Greg Daniels. So it was one of the two who told me that. <laughs> what's funny? <and> what? Not <laughs> only do I not remember which of those two it was, but I also don't remember if he said that it was his dad. Or from the Bible. So I'm just gonna go with it was one of their dads. Their dads are see? from the Bible? Yes, one of their Bible dads. Um but yeah, they told me I had never heard it, and none of us had ever heard the phrase. They had you'd heard it before, Hannah, or no. I had
0: never heard the oh, okay. phrase. Yeah, but neither Mark Brandanowicz seemed shocked. <laughs> And <laughs> well, no one had heard the phrase. Well, okay, as I've we got know,
2: this Mark Brandanowitz represents, you know, everybody. The everyman. So, so <laughs> yeah.
1: <the, The> every man. <laughs>
2: um No, I actually looked at, I can't believe this, I can't believe I, I didn't look this up, you know, back in 2009 or whatever it was that I wrote this. But um, so I'm going to, I'm going to read to you from what is basically Wikipedia. So apparently, no, I'm not actually going to read it to you, but apparently the quote was attributed to Sir Alec. Isagonis, a british car designer and this is a guy who was he was knighted in uh 1969 for designing a car called the mini which was apparently one of the most beloved cars of all time i'm gonna go with in england um, so, um yeah. and of, of all time being up until 1969 60s, yeah, yeah um so yeah just
1: hand out night chips it used to be so
2: easy (laughs) (laughs) i know seriously they're nighting everybody i i looked it up expecting it to be being like you know which which book of the bible was this from and i was like oh um british car designer (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah i think perhaps not an incredibly famous quotation yeah but um but an interesting one also not one that i think necessarily stands up as we were saying before camels are pretty Pretty well designed, um, as animals. And but- we don't
1: need another horse. It sounds like if this committee is designing a horse, maybe it's already been done. You know, but yeah, it, it may work. Yeah,
2: I mean, I suppose, I suppose he was talking about it with regards to cars. So I guess a horse is a good car, <laughs> and a camel is not a good car. But yeah. also, I feel like a camel would be a very um, energy efficient car. Yeah, the so- mini
1: actually had really high camel power. Like I think you <laughs> sit in and it's like pedal to the floor, and you're off. <laughs> um, i know
0: nobody is asking for this at this point but like a biblical scholar with a bone uh judas is the one whispering to peter john is sort of looking down andrew's yeah. behind him and then in the screenshot i've cross-referenced with the show <laughs> it is a guy in a top hat a sort of like i said i can't do physical descriptions a white dude with brown hair looking up i do not know who this man is
2: top oh Oh,
0: oh, that's Michael Jackson. <laughs> that's Michael Jackson. That's Michael Jackson.
2: Yeah, yeah. What? It's a Michael Jackson People, Judas. So,
0: so white in it.
2: It's a bit, well, you know, that happened. Wait, um,
0: are you sure that's Michael
2: Jackson? I am one hundred percent positive that's Michael Jackson. Okay, yeah.
0: let's get back to it. The conclusion that has now derailed this podcast <laughs> is that Judas is Michael Jackson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Honestly, good okay. casting. Yeah. Another Whew. another example of incredible. Prop design, I think.
2: Incredible prop prop design. And perhaps I don't know if that's a bit of foresight or if it's it's just a lot of not knowing what was gonna happen in the world. It's one or the other. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's finish up this A story that I've derailed with trying to figure (laughs) out who Judas is. So
1: it's good to know. Leslie's
0: deciding between the new mark drawing Mm -hmm. or the camel, and in a very true to true to blue character Leslie Note moment. I've been playing a lot of, like, um, werewolf, and blue is good in werewolf, so I don't know. I said it, like, although true blue I might be a phrase as well. It is. Um, all right, good. Um, she decides to go with the camel. Uh, the thing they all made together, uh, mm-hmm. they bring it in. Well, first they see uh, sewage has gone very patriotic, which too Mark patriotic says won't really win. Too patriotic. Um, and then the
1: police department has gone for sort of a flames... <laughs> um, women in bikini and hamburger pastiche collage.
0: An amazing yeah. police department camel. Mm-hmm. And she, she brings in their creation and the committee really takes it into consideration. I love the twist that the committee likes some of the parts, <laughs> but it, it in a line that you said remained from first draft to second draft, it looks like Michael Jackson in the top hat is carrying Greg Kinnear into the burning building. building yeah. And she says no, he's moonwalking. He's moonwalking and then out. they all laugh. They yeah. all have a good laugh.
2: You know, if what's my memory of the laugh too um is that is that it was I, I might be completely wrong about this, but my memory is that it was actually somebody, potentially Aubrey, breaking, although she very rarely broke, um so which is making me doubt, but that it was actually somebody breaking. and then everyone sort of like went with it. and then it was so lovely and cathartic that we left mm. it that it wasn't it wasn't something that was originally intended, but it was it was a really nice out for the scene. Accidentally. I would
0: believe it because her laugh seems genuine, and she's covering her face, <laughs> and she's covering her face, yeah. which would seem like a weird actor choice. Yeah, but I've also seen Aubrey Plaza on talk shows where she doesn't break, so I I believe both of your theories. She
2: I she has an incredible ability not to break, um, and to to be in character just sort of forever. So I'm so I I'm <laughs> doubting that she was the first one who broke, but I'm I'm using it because I sort of remember that being um a moment that was found in the shooting of it and not actually in the script. Mm. And when if I we said went- oh, I'm sorry. Oh. No, 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 go for. Oh, it. I was just going to say that when I said that 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 remained, I mean that was literally I think one of maybe two things that stayed from the from the first from the first draft. This was this was a monumentally um, changed and revised script like more so than possibly any other during the seasons that I was there.
0: We are teasing this other script so hard that I want to get through the B story. Oh, it's terrible, very quickly.
3: By the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It wasn't good.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wa- le- if the A story took us a while as we figured out all the biblical truths, <laughs> the B story is pretty simple. Right? Andy's really good at his shoeshine job. Too good. Ron decides, you know, Andy encourages Ron to come... Um, Try out the shoe shine. He has some sort of bunion on his foot, or big. Yes, what did they a, call it? Uh,
2: bunion slash sixth toe. <laughs> and um,
0: we'll later learn that Ron has nine toes. Um, in the show, oh that's uh, right,
1: that means yes, that nice if it's a sixth toe, spoiler he's, he's alert, well, it means he's some
0: just
3: other got th- he's
2: just got three on the other
0: side. <laughs> he's got yeah. three on the other side. Um, and well, 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 he keeps going back to Andy because his shoe shines make the pain yeah. stop. And then the the third or fourth time he goes to Andy, he lets out a sort of groan.
1: Mm-hmm. Correct. Which maybe and we should all re- just take a yeah. stab at, um, at our best Wait, version. Why don't of- you
2: start <laughs> us off?
1: <laughs> no, that sounds like a zoom, like audio nightmare.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Actually for, I mean, if you'd like, if you'd like a behind the whatever for that, yes. <laughs> for that. So Mike, sure. Um, in order to, in order to ensure that that, that moan was as otherworldly weird as it humanly could have been, he, uh, he was working on it forever. Um, like he was actually like in there with the sound guys sort of like working on it. And they eventually wound up with, um, part of that groan is literally, um, Nick Offerman's, Moan backwards, (laughs) like that they played literally that they played it backwards, um, just to make it a sound that nobody could really make. (laughs)
3: Incredible, Um,
2: because the idea obviously was that it was like it it wasn't supposed to be sexual, but also it really, really was. And Mm -hmm. yeah, but like for Ron, that's just what is that? (laughs) So, (laughs) so. So Andy, I guess, recognizes both that this is um a-, a moan that he shouldn't be hearing and caused and also and also maybe it wasn't and he can hope that it wasn't. So
0: anytime you say, Do you want a behind the scenes, know that <laughs> it's always yes and
1: We never want to leave yeah. the
0: big... I mean I just <laughs> You know, there's obviously from the fact that we have an entire podcast about it, it's clear we both love the show, <laughs> but it's just like my comfort and joy. So every time you're like behind the scenes, I'm, yeah, it's great. I mean, I this, this is so like much.
2: 11 to 12 years ago. I mean, this is a long time ago. So, you know, but this is these, some of it was memorable. So, but yeah, I remember, um, I remember Mike coming in and like being so excited to play the sound, the sound for us, which was just, inhuman
1: <laughs> it's um, it's like primal it's a primordial yeah, it's a sound it's from a
0: different very, time it's <laughs> a very weird. weird sound and the rest of the episode is just ron trying to explain it away <laughs> andy and ron avoiding each other right. until in a great shot they're sort of by the crowd of town hall the hallway is inexplicably busy mm-hmm. pushes <laughs> them together there's a great moment where um one of the writers was an extra who overheard the sound.
2: Right, and she's waiting Andy, in line. Yeah, that's Katie Dippold. Um,
0: Katie Dippold. I even said while watching, I didn't know it was a writer. I said that extra killed it.
2: She's hilarious. <laughs> she's so funny. Um, and yeah, and also a great actor, great writer, great actor. Um, but yeah, she's uh, she's the one standing in line to be next, I guess, after the awkwardness.
1: And we learned Ooh, that maybe Andy we admits, yeah maybe we oh. we missed a maybe there's a deleted scene where it's just a 30 minute take of Andy describing the sound the to sound her. um
2: <laughs> maybe that's I do that, that, no, no 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 that that, is, that didn't actually exist that was <laughs> okay great good to know <laughs> i
0: think the conclusion of this is so funny too cuz ron is like let's just forget it ever happened and andy's like yeah and then Ron's like what happened? Jokingly and Andy goes, "That weird sound." Right. <laughs> and just calls it out. Yeah. Um the B story is simple
2: and fun. Very very simple. Yes.
0: Um so that is the A and B story as we saw it. As I know it, but as Rachel wrote it, it and I as, you know, I not only do I want to hear this first about this first draft, I would love if you could guide our listeners a bit, not you don't every step, but like what is it like to write an episode of TV? What's the process? So
2: Sure. Well often the okay. So often the process is and this is from the from the perspective of someone who's not the showrunner who or not the creator of the show, but just who is um like I at the time I was like a I don't even remember, uh uh what was I? Story editor, which I think was um which is one step up from staff writer, which is uh, the first uh, step on the writer hierarchy. So I was I was very new. This was my first sitcom that I ever wrote on. Um, so from from sort of that perspective, or I guess almost any, generally um, the you're sort well, you're all in a room together, uh, usually beating out like the the episodes like sort of skeletally, like um maybe you'd have boards around the room with um, you know, numbers on them depending on like Parks and Rec was what, twenty-two episodes a season, which was absolutely crazy. But the the past few shows I've been on have been more like seven to ten. Um so depending on how many boards you have and how many shows you have, <laughs> you can get more or less into it. But um But basically you would have some sort of like skeleton for the, the beats of an episode up on a board. The person who is going to um, write that episode, the person who's going to have the written by credit usually um, is sent off to write the outline off of those beats. And the outline is the outline is sort of written like a script. If you don't write much dialogue. So it's sort of like, slug line for the scene, interior, whatever, exterior, whatever. And then you would write in paragraph form what happens in the scene. Um, So, you know, Leslie, blah, blah, blah. Um, And every now and then, if you have a joke that you definitely want to put in there, you can put it in. But in general stuff that goes in there doesn't necessarily survive. Um, And probably shouldn't. (laughs) And then, and then once that has been sort of okayed by all powers that be, Um, And this is, by the way, I've skipped a step, which is that there's sort of a synopsis before an outline. Um, Synopsis is just pure paragraph form, sometimes by character, the story by character, sometimes A, B. Um,
1: I have so a quick question. Are you for, before that happens as a writer's room, are you coming up with the arc of the whole season? Yes. So you sort of, you have like the shape of what's going to happen and you have.
2: Hopefully you do, or at least you do, you know. I mean, I'm trying to remember if we if we did all twenty two at once, and I don't think we did. I mean, my memory is we we probably had one through thirteen up on the boards and then, mm-hmm. you know. Um but uh but yeah, I mean, especially if there are things that you want to hit because in sitcoms characters don't necessarily change monumentally from you know, they don't go from A to Z in a season, but you might want to take someone You know, maybe someone gets married, maybe someone has a baby, maybe someone gets pregnant, maybe someone doesn't have to be those things. It could be maybe someone um murders somebody (laughs) whatever it is.
0: (laughs) Those are the three options. (laughs) Marriage, (laughs) baby, marriage, baby, murder, and
2: taxes. Um so (laughs) whatever it is that you're trying to hit, like, you know, you can put that thing, you know that like episode six is going to be the one where a certain thing happens to hit, you know, at episode 13, this bigger thing is going to happen. So if you have like specific, and then you might have an idea for an episode that can kind of move around like, Oh, there's one episode that's going to be rather than a character arc. That'll be like, we, there's going to be a town fair. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, Oh, the Pawnee festival is going to be, you know, let's make it this episode. And that might move. But that's the kind of thing where, you know, you want one episode to be that. Um, so, yeah, whatever it is that, you know, you sort of write on these boards and and then people go off and write their um, their outlines, which sometimes you'll do a revised outline. But I rarely been in. Well, <laughs> this this was rebroken. The camel was rebroken, but um I'll tell you about that in a moment, but, um, but it's outline and then first draft. And, um, generally the person who gets written by credit goes off and writes the first draft by him or herself, their self, um, uh, and then brings it in and there's like, everyone goes through it with them. There's punching up, you know, everyone then by committee, everyone sort of, you know, as a team helps make it better. Then you have a table read and after the table read, you get notes from all sorts of smart people and you take some of those notes or all of those (laughs) notes and you change things. Um, Sometimes you'll have written a second or third draft alone, even before that. Um, And then eventually it's just everyone sort of working on it, like smaller and smaller sort of pieces, sometimes scene by scene, because you know, you're going to shoot, you know, Specific six scenes the next day, so you look at those scenes, and those are the ones that you. I say six scenes. I was just on V, so this is <laughs> it's like a, it's a somewhat different and and that's more closely in my mind now uh, than it was. It was a it was a similar and yet very different um, sort of structure, but but also but also similar. um Anyway, and then yeah, and as you're shooting it, even as you're shooting it at Parks and Rec, we had something which I believe. They called the candy bag, which was the, um, the alts, uh, like, a an enormous packet of alts, um, mm. alternate, alternate jokes for, um, everything, <laughs> really everything. And you just, sometimes you'd have like a small one. Sometimes you'd have a big one. And sometimes Mike Shore would just like shout out like random lines from it and people would pick them up right there. And it was, it was really fun, but you always have, and those are basically lines that people has people have written um, that were great, but didn't get into the script for whatever reason. And that they're like, all right, when we shoot, we'll make sure we get that too, just as an alt. Um, And a lot of that kind of stuff. And also with the, with the parks cast who were all such incredible improvisers, there was always a bit of that. There was, and there was always the one for fun um, Mm -hmm. shoot, which was just like go wild. and, play with the scene yourself and always you'd always get amazing stuff from that, which was the same at V actually. (laughs) Um, But okay. So, but in this case, in this case, draft one, which was called what again? I believe it was called design show.
0: Design show. So describe a little to us design show. Okay.
2: Total (laughs) crap. Um, No, basically, uh, (laughs) that's a derogatory
1: word.
3: For the sewage department, we learned. It wasn't.
2: No, you're right. You're right. (laughs) So sewage
0: wasn't even in it. The log line was total Uh. crap. Oh, sewage wasn't (laughs) in it, but it was crap.
2: Sewage wasn't in it. That's why I I didn't realize. Um, Yeah. Okay. Let me quickly tell you, basically, basically, the no, the reason it wasn't, the reason it changed so much is, well, first of all, it was, it was, (laughs) it was written very quickly. Um, (laughs) It was, we were. I guess at a point where we were somewhat rushed, um, as, as we tended to be in those early days, they probably got much more, um, sort of, I, I'm sure they, they became much more clockwork and just, you know, everything was working later on. But, um, but how much, anyway, how much time early?
1: between like, as you were writing between, you know, writing a draft and then getting that draft in as uh, like a shooting script. Yeah.
2: It, I mean, ideally it's like, ideally you've got like a couple weeks in between, but I, Mm. I don't remember that happening much, um, beyond the very, very, very beginning of seasons. Um, I think by this point we were, there were, there were some like, you know, uh, go off and, you know, four people are writing, rewriting the scene that's going to shoot next. So, yeah. And that, that happened, that happened a bunch. (laughs) 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 Um, I mean, which is fun. It's really fun. And honestly, I mean, what they came up with always wound up being so much better than what it would have been had they left, you know, what originally existed. So I guess the proof is in the the
0: project. No, that's not what it's called. Why do I keep well, forgetting? Well, it the- is, it's
2: pudding, but project makes more sense because there's no pudding here. Um but <laughs> if the, if the pudding is if the pudding is parks and rec proper, <laughs> it's a very good pudding. So I guess that's the proof. But um okay But this first draft, what Okay, so basically the A story in the original um was that each of them uh had teamed up with an art student, which which only remained with um with Tom's story. Um And Tom's story stayed kind of, I'll tell you, I, I, cause I wrote down, so as I was reading through, I was like, oh, this is fascinating, or at least to me, maybe it won't be to you. So there
0: were six art student ex, there were going to be six art students of different variety.
2: It was just, okay, it was Leslie, it was Anne, I don't know why, it was Tom, it was Mark, Mark was one of them, and it was April. And so Donna and Jerry were not yet, um, were not yet involved in this. And in fact, Jerry, the whole murinal thing, was Mike Shores, by the way, Mike Shore came up with mural. That was, that was him. He is a freaking genius. And you know that, but, mm-hmm. um, okay. So, so originally they're all teamed up with art students and what they're trying to create is not a mural, but a memorial to the Pawnee bread factory fire of 1932. So basically <laughs> it was like, it was what Leslie did was, was what remained of that. But Originally, they were all creating a memorial to this, and so it was
0: much closer to Project Runway.
2: Yes, originally. precisely. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Okay, great. Um, and which I guess is why Design Show kind of makes sense. And it was like whoever, um, whoever won, you know, whoever's design was chosen, um, got fifty thousand dollars to create that memorial in their chosen place, which for them would have been the pit or the the lot lot. 48, right?
0: Oh, so the lot was much more central again mm-hmm. to the first draft. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love instead the the sort of not throwaway joke, but the kind of lighthearted joke of, I thought the pit was your dream. Nope, for this episode, we're not doing the
2: pit. I oh, like that. yeah, which obviously must have, I mean, I love when lines like that <laughs> pop up and you go, oh, I saw the, I can see the, like, producerial note there. Like, you know, somebody, somebody was like, but I thought this was, and then you're like, shoot, and you put it in, <laughs> right? <laughs> um,
0: so, like an NBC exec was like, "This show's about filling in a pair." I mean, <laughs> you need to reference it, quite,
2: quite possibly, and or you yeah. know, it, yeah, it was somebody, somebody, somebody recognized. So we
0: have this Tim Gunn setup. Everyone's with their art student. What
2: happens? Okay, next? so well, right. That is the problem. Nothing. Um, <laughs> so, so basically, Leslie wants to recreate the Vietnam Memorial, but like better. You've got you've got Anne, um, and and you never really answer why she's there, because why? Um, But uh, but she's gonna.
0: I now understand the second draft already better of why the pit is referenced and why multiple times we're told Anne is not in the department. (laughs) And neither is Mark because I feel like in other episodes, like Will has pointed out, people just walk in and Anne just joins in totally. and with the fun. Totally. But this episode, in a very funny way, everyone's like, You're not a part of this officially. Yeah, I do. Now this I do is think making there sense. A lot of,
2: there's a lot of people speaking the the truths that we were discovering as we were looking at this draft that, that didn't draft that didn't draft. work. Yeah.
0: That makes so much sense. I love that. Okay.
2: So Anne is going to see this memorial, whatever it winds up being, out her window, right? Because she lives right next to the pit. So she just wants something pretty. Um, So she basically wants what Mark winds up, you know, sort of drawing. Um, So she wants something pretty, but she's paired with some like crazy feminist political artist who wants to create like a 60 foot tall condom spire. And like she's (laughs) flipping out, like not getting along with her. Tom is with a studious guy named Arnold, which is actually what happens. Um, and the only artists he's into are women from the glitter factory, which is very, very similar, <laughs> a similar, is uh, so
0: funny. But,
2: um, but yeah, Tom, Tom and Arnold, uh, I think, I think the guy's name wound up still being Arnold. Um, Oh no, 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 it turned into Kyle, didn't it?
0: Yeah. I think, no, wait, Kyle's no, 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 the Kyle's guy. The guy. Mm-hmm.
2: Kyle's the shoeshine guy. That's right. No, it's Tom and Arnold. Okay. Anyhow, studious dude. Um, did I write for this show? Okay, so Mark <laughs> is trying to... Mark is just about, like, abiding by city codes. Um, And his artist pair... A
0: really fun game. Yes. A really <laughs> fun game for him I, to do.
2: All of Mark's games. I mean, he's definitely the most fun person in every scene. Poor guy. Um, And... Uh, <laughs> His artist pairing is a is a woman who like literally won't even talk to him, so he doesn't know her name.
0: I just love in this original draft that each Parks and Rec character, instead of playing their own game, are just straight manning the
2: exactly. art students. This could be just hmm. this could
0: just be like an it called art school with a bunch of straight men. This is from and, the Parks and, and that, Park. that
2: was that was exactly the issue, which was that hmm. like I mean, even though even though the way it was written, generally the the student artists were not you know, get the ones getting the jokes. It was, it was our characters. Nonetheless, sure. like that is exactly what it was. It was, it was featuring so yep. many outside characters when we barely knew our own team. And it didn't even have Donna and Jerry yet. Um, right.
0: And so many outside characters that unlike the, we love the like guests, Stars of the show, but so many outside characters that you would have to return to the art school to see again. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they were in so it several like, times. <laughs> it's like, well, we loved all these characters. We gotta have another art episode. Okay, so there so Mark's doing City Codes, that Mark's fun doing game. City Codes. Do you have any lines from that game? Do you like it? like what was one of his jokes?
2: Oh god. Um I mean, this is me remembering it from just reading it this morning. Uh yeah. Um no, I don't remember. It, it, there's something about there's something about how. Oh damn, I don't remember uh, how one of her things should should have seating in it, like that she's she's creating something and he's asking for seating so that would I don't remember. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ask you to email me this original script. Oh no, I
2: definitely will not. But um, <laughs> it, only because it's really not good. But uh, but the um. Yeah, most of the jokes were not so much about his being a uh, killjoy and more about like she's she's just like tuning him out and not talking to him and he's just like guessing like he doesn't even know her name. So
0: Oh my gosh. He, like, he calls, so what happens? Yeah, literally what happens? Nothing happens? Okay.
2: April <laughs> April is with a nihilist <laughs> punk named Thundercat. I'm telling you nothing happens. Um so April's with a nihilist punk this kind of stayed in that he really wanted to make stuff from garbage. Knee surgeries, that stayed way... Great. Yeah. So she just
0: got the fun game of the art student. That makes so much more sense. Yeah,
2: and she was super into it. Of course. course. So Donna, at the time, was trying to get the memorial for the Senior Center um, because she was in charge of the Senior Center, which was still technically under parks, but Leslie was considering her competition. So in a way in the first sort of version of this, um, Leslie was like, like Donna was the impetus for like, we have to, we have to win against Donna, Mm. which is super weird, right? Super weird. Also, this
0: feels like a sort of a dream. Like you, you watch this episode right before you fall asleep and then you dream (laughs) the episode back.
2: Right. And and it doesn't quite make sense. The first draft
0: sounds like the dream. Yes. I, I
2: think that's exactly right. And look, first drafts are not always this far from what airs, not always. Um, this was a very, like, this was a significant, significant rewrite. Um, like we, it was, it was me and, um, and Greg Daniels like alone. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, me and Greg Daniels in his office with, with a writer's assistant, um, who was new as of a couple days before poor guy. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and he was just sort of like trying to like write down everything we were saying, but basically it, it was the two of us rebreaking the whole thing after the first draft was written. And then I, I believe I wrote the second draft in three days, um, which, which is, quick, which is pretty quick. Um, But I, but you know, it came out much better. And then all of us joined in and wrote, you know, jokes for it and just made it, Significantly, significantly better. I have to ask, who
0: won the Bread Factory art contest? Like, what was the conclusion of the first draft? So initially,
2: Will, you are on the edge of
0: your seat. I assume,
3: yeah, as well.
2: You know, what's really funny. I have no idea. Um, who won? This is what happens. They okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They they pres right. So they all vote for themselves. That that still happens. That stayed. Um, Mark comes in. He's like, "Hey, I found a. I found a." draft from some unidentified student and it's his but he doesn't tell them that. He tells us that in like a Ooh. whatever. So they they mishmash everything together but then they but then they say no to Mark's fake student draft. So it just doesn't go anywhere unfortunately. Um and then uh oh and then Mark uh, Leslie basically figures out that it was Mark's. Um and Leslie and Mark create something together. Um it's similar to what it ends up being in, in the show that aired, like, sort of, uh, like, what he creates a, a, a drawing of, like, an infinity or like whatever. Oh, oh. Yeah, but, Got right, it. but I guess the idea would be that they actually create it, <laughs> like, yeah. like that, that that square with the man feeding the birds actually exists. Um, the fire department wins, is what I wrote, so I guess, <laughs> I guess that's what happened. What a twist! Just some, yeah. Uh, I didn't see that bikini. coming, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I wrote underneath it all. There's an attempt at a story about Leslie and Mark. That's right. There's a, there's an attempt at a story about Leslie and Mark versus Anne and Mark, which doesn't fully work. Um, and I don't think that's present at all in this. No,
0: I I find Leslie never starts competing with Anne for right, Mark again, right. Other so, than glances. Well, and
2: they weren't competing. They weren't competing at all. It's it's more that she and Mark initial uh, like I keep saying initially, she and Mark in this in this first draft had like sort of moments together where they were like creating a thing and she and she misinterprets them as like oh we're like hitting it off like we're getting back our old like whatever and right then, and then and then Anne uh and then Anne sort of like disses mark's art or something and he's offended and then later on he she's like well you should have told me it was yours because So this
0: is project runway meets some sort of soap opera level <laughs> it's like relationship if you were watching drama.
2: project runway yeah watching, like, the you know the people at home afterwards um ah. and then and then uh and like goes up to sort of like congratulate mark on like you know his stuff is beautiful whatever and Leslie's like about to go up and like be like hey mark like we did a great thing together and then sees the two of them together and maybe they're even gonna look like they're gonna kiss and she's like never mind and she turns around and walks away so i mean and that's sort of like I guess that was intended to be sort of like the emotional thing underneath it, but none of that none of that really turned up in it.
0: Did the B story stay the same? Yes,
2: the B story was still okay. Ron Shushine and the Moan. Um but, Perfect. Yeah. But it was but The fire
0: department wins at the end. And the fire and the department. Story.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I feel
1: like the moan the moan was probably there when I imagine the show was initially pitched. It's like in sometime in season <laughs> yeah. two there'll be this moan moment. I actually I, wonder if I wish I like remembered.
2: Time. No, I was just saying, I wish I remembered to pitched that. I have no idea. I'm sure it was Mike. It's probably Mike. There you have
0: it. The design, the weird <laughs> off-brand dream version <laughs> of this episode. Absolutely fascinating. Um, it does feel
1: like it connects, it does connect to the thing that we have talked a lot about of like finding, kind of tracking Mark as a character, mm. his yeah, role yeah. in the show. And it, so it's really interesting hearing from like, from the writer's room still trying to see if like, is he sort of this fulcrum that is, you know, creating conflict and tension between Leslie and Anne, or is there like a love interest? I'm just curious of, of what maybe conversations around this episode or in the room around Mark were about like finding, finding where you wanted to take his character. Yeah.
0: I'm very curious about these things. We've, we've, we've asked ourselves, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these questions
2: i mean I, I i'm i'm gonna somewhat beg off it only because i don't remember a ton but i mean i do remember i do remember us wanting to be very careful about les le- preserving leslie and ann's relationship mm-hmm. and making sure that where there was a triangle that it didn't become like adversarial between the two of them that she is always Anne's biggest fan, you know? And and if if Anne and Mark were meant for each other, then then lucky, lucky Mark, you know, because <laughs> Anne is right. a perfect butterfly and, you know, and um and so I think I think that basically it it's I guess Mark's character kind of suffered a little bit because Leslie's is and was so strong and it was difficult to create somebody who had hurt her in the past, you know, mm. who had like, who had sort of done sort of callous things to her, um, whether or not he did them intentionally. It's hard to, it's hard to come back from that because you kind of love her. Right. So, right. so, and I mean, yeah, I guess the the focus was more creating this like best friendship between Leslie and Anne than mm-hmm. it was creating, I, I think we tried for a while to sort of see, experiment with whether um Leslie and Mark would be a thing and would be, would be something that sort of wound up together. And it just didn't feel right. It felt like she needed someone with a clean slate with, you know someone that she hadn't been obsessed with.
0: Who liked her more. Who
2: liked her.
0: (laughs) We (laughs) talked about this. We were like, we were sort of like, the more you love Leslie, the more him not remembering that they slept together. (laughs) Exactly. Not even not caring, not remembering. And we've talked about like how, if he's sort of supposed to straight man, her sort of like original Michael Scott goofiness, Mm. as soon as she becomes like capable and lovable, it's hard to understand why he keeps calling her a nerd. That's
2: exactly, oh, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's, it just, it, unfortunately for, for that character, (laughs) while, while, while we, we tried out, I think a lot of sort of possibilities of them kind of, (laughs) sort of rekindling things it just seemed like there needed to be someone um someone that we would love because he loved her yeah right yeah
0: also Anne not bullies him in their relationship but she calls him out for all the stuff that the audience
2: kind of yeah well Anne is strong and i feel like mark is kind of a i don't know man is mark
0: motel art yeah. That's my question. Is he <laughs> is the thing he made playing it safe universal peer- appeal that ends up being nothing is that mark?
2: That is a very very um astute observation. <laughs> I would say that sure. I mean I I, probably, yeah.
0: You heard it here first <laughs> from a writer of Parks and Recreation. Mark is the motel arc. It's all about a metaphor. And a sort of just shift real quick, I bolded this question because I was really excited. to well, The opposite of Mark, not that you didn't love writing fun city planning jokes, which, you know... <laughs> Will always jokingly is like, well, he's a city planner. And I love that that was an actual <laughs> game you tried to write in. What character did you most enjoy writing for? Like, who oh. are you like? I can't like you specifically Rachel Axler in the room. You're like, I got it. I got like blanks line. I love this character.
2: I loved writing for Andy. I loved mm. writing for I loved writing for Leslie. Um, uh, and April. I really loved writing for April. <laughs> I love writing for April. <laughs> Wait, which is so
0: Wait, what, I- what is, well, I mean, if you remember, do you have like a favorite line you wrote this episode or otherwise? Because Rachel, you also wrote the episode canvassing, which yes. when I was asked my favorite season one episode, Aww. I definitely said canvassing. Um, do you have like a line that you were like, oh, I wrote that line and I love it. It's also been eleven I, yeah. years, so I understand.
2: <laughs> no, I I know I do know one line I wrote. It's in the stakeout, um, and it's uh, I I know one one line I wrote that I really liked, um, which uh, which was in the the one one scene that I wrote in the of the of the three episodes that I, that I wrote um, that that I was incredibly proud of was uh i i got to write the first scene the first sort of like interactive scene between uh april and ron um which was when he has which is when he has a hernia his
0: hernia yeah yeah.
2: and it was and the line that i wrote that i really the line that i wrote that i really liked. god i hope it's not obnoxious to be quoting (laughs) myself um the line that i wrote that i really liked was uh april's it's possible to have two things which is um (laughs) it's when uh I'm trying to remember exactly what it is that he says. She's
0: guessing. She's guessing what he has. She's guessing what he has. I love how it's more obnoxious that I'm telling (laughs) you about the thing you wrote because I love it so much. Well, I was was just trying to remember
3: what the thing was that she guesses. Syphilis, maybe?
2: (laughs) Chlamydia? I feel like she guesses an STD. It was definitely an STD. Um, Yeah, I think it's Chlamydia. Uh, but yeah, she says he says I have a hernia, and she says, "Do you have chlamydia?" And he says, uh, I-, "I just said it was a hernia." And she says, "I know it's possible to have So that <laughs> was a, a great so that was a line, line that I liked. <laughs>
0: um, I love this. I wanna I wanna continue to ask you questions, Will and I. Will, if don't worry, we can still <laughs> ask her questions. But I wanna bring we do um, on this podcast a town hall segment. Yes. Because Parks and Rec has a town hall. And uh, if you want to send us in town halls, go to our speak pipe, speak dash Pawnee dot com. You can email us, town hall at Pawnee dot com. You can tweet at us at Radio Pawnee. So if you want to, you know, hear some speak pipes, uh, the first one, I think Dan is Dan Sineski the first one for this episode or was that last week? Uh,
1: well. Yeah, no, I think Dan's up. Should we hear
0: from Dan's him? up? Let's hear from Dan.
5: Hi, this is Dan Sinensky. I don't have a question. I just wanted to say, I think Wilson Instagram handle, Wilson.heim, is very funny. It makes me laugh whenever I see it. Thanks, Will.
1: <laughs> Whoa, I just got a plug. <laughs> thank you, Dan.
0: Will, how does it feel <laughs> to start having fans?
1: It feels- like, is this
0: just like the joy <laughs> of your life?
1: Uh, I'd like to think that I, you know, my parents, I'd like to thank my parents <laughs> for my handle. <laughs> um... Yeah, a uh, Dan a peek behind the curtain behind my Instagram handle is that it's from a scoliosis test that I had in eighth grade when someone mispronounced my name. <laughs> and also, I I uh, I don't have scoliosis, okay. so, so that's <laughs> that's more information this than
0: is anyone needed. <laughs> I'm really glad Rachel was here for the for this for that fun bit of information. Yeah. Uh, Uh, We have uh, Joy the Librarian called in last week for the episode about libraries, and she's called in again, and we're just so thrilled. Um, Let's hear from Joy the Librarian.
4: Hi, Hannah and Will. It's Joy the Librarian.
5: This episode showed Jerry's artistic talent for the first time, which is one of my favorite running gags about Jerry. Do you think he has some degree of Duke Silver fame for his art? Perhaps maybe in Muncie, Indiana. Can't wait to hear what you think. Love you guys. No.
0: <laughs> Does Jerry have a Duke Silver alter ego? And
2: who is that, Rachel? Oh good God. Um I love, 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 love that idea. And I I feel like I can't even begin to make this up because I'm in my mind I'm pretending that anyone who actually created this show is listening to this and I don't want to step on their Artistic license.
0: Oh, Mike sure texts us yeah. every day after <laughs> oh, the episode. It goes, okay. <laughs> Here's what we like, and
2: here's what I like and don't like about what you said. <laughs> but I love that. I mean, I look. I mean, Jerry. Jerry's wife is like haughty beyond. I mean, <laughs> Jer, Jerry has a very, very, very happy like family life. You gotta, you gotta think that there's s- somewhere. I, <gasps> I would like to believe that everywhere mm. outside of the Parks Department, he is revered. Mm. And it's here that he is just the butt of everything, (laughs) this poor guy, but the everywhere else, he's just, he's just greatly, greatly appreciated for all of his, um, greatness.
0: (laughs) Yes. To the double, the double, I keep trying to call it double alter ego. It's just an alter ego. Just get right back where Um, you
3: started. (laughs) (laughs) Just just right back. (laughs)
0: Um, yes. I like to think he is, kills it in every other aspect. Um, Yeah, this featured a lot of art this episode. I only took, I took one drawing class in high school and I spent like three hours trying to draw a fruit bowl (laughs) and this kid came in and drew a much better fruit bowl in like 20 seconds and I never went back to art.
2: That yeah. was it for me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> visual a, art. I'm a terrible visual artist as well, and I wish I weren't. I, I find the like act of painting really, really like soothing, mm-hmm. uh, but what I create is Same not. Same with sketching. My mom is a librarian. She, yay, librarians.
1: Yeah, not on. Did you yay ever librarians. speak up and defend her in this show? I was sort of yeah. Because I feel like Parks and Rec is yeah. pretty hard on librarians.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, I don't know if I spoke up and defended <laughs> her. I there was I I think I briefly like briefly enjoyed like reading some of the sort of crazy librarian roles like at table reads or something but it wasn't yeah no
0: there's much more of a chance your mom is listening to this podcast than mike sure <laughs> so there is in Rachel's fact,
2: mom shh. <laughs> i was gonna say in fact my mom i i told my mom i was doing this yesterday and she was like oh where can we watch it and i was like right
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we'll see maybe she maybe she'll hear it
0: What's your? Uh, hi to Rachel's mom. I hope you found this. Yeah. I hope she let you hi, <laughs> get to this. Um, our next voicemail is from Anonymous, number 82.
4: <laughs> hi, Pawnee Public Radio. Um, just calling in to ask about murals in Parks and Rec. So I actually wrote my dissertation on New Deal murals, and I've always been fascinated with how. Perks and Rec gets murals in this country so right. Um, how offensive they are, how wacky they are. Um, and I guess this kind of gets started in The Camel, um, one of the all time great episodes of TV. Um, so just wondering if you know anything about how this kind of got started within the Parks and Rec universe? Was someone an art history major? Someone a New Deal fanatic? Sorry for this extremely niche question, but have just always wondered. Okay, thanks. Bye.
3: I love that. That's an
2: amazing question. I, I literally just googled. I was like, who painted the murals? Because I remember I remember. I, I remember the murals being painted, and I remember how unbelievably incredible they were, and also unbelievably effective. <laughs> um, Ian Phillips was uh, was a production designer, um, and I believe he was. I I might be wrong about this, but I believe he was the one who designed and painted those murals. I really, really hope I'm right about this. Um, but uh,
0: if she's not right, could the mural painter please just? Let us know in the comments below. Yes, please.
2: Um But yeah, they were uh No, it wa alright, I'm I'm reading something right now. It was it was Ian, in fact. It was Ian Phillips. If you grew up in the town of Pawnee, you'd think nothing of them, he said. <laughs> um I'm reading a I'm reading a an article from Fast Company.
3: That's such uh,
1: a real just thinking about your reaction you, where it's like the mural living out sorry, the mural living like <laughs> like outside of the context of the show of just like being oh, yeah. a person standing in front of it is just horrifying and you need, you so need the voiceover you, you like need absolutely. it in the context yeah. of Leslie being like our very racist history and yes
2: you have yeah. yes yes you have Same to with the,
0: yeah do you have a favorite mural because mine <S laughs> is definitely the magician that comes in the 70s and they <laughs> zoom in on him being burned they're like we didn't like travelers and they zoom out and you realize it's the 70s <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't. That's right. I forgot about that. I just remember, I just remember the phrase poked to death, which, which made me laugh so hard, which I think was written by Katie Dippold, but I, I might be incorrect about that. Um, but there was, there was some mural which depicted people being, uh, quote unquote, poked to death, which, which made me laugh a lot, um, not the vision, not the visual of it, but the the description of it.
0: Rachel loved her mural and loved the idea of someone being poked to death. Love. You heard it here first. Um, That's right. Um, on
1: set, would there be, would multiple murals exist at the same time, or is it a thing where they would be like repainted for each
2: um, episode? I, I, well, I don't think they would ever be repainted. I mean, if they 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 were each on flats that could be sort of like interchangeably, you know, taken out and changed so that one hallway could be the hallway with the murals. And then if you switch the mural flat out for a regular hallway flat, it could just be another hallway. Um, but so the so they, once they existed, they always existed as far as I know. Um,
0: so where are the murals now?
2: I'm guessing in Greg Daniels' bathroom. I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) Greg
0: Daniels has the mural from this episode in his bathroom, confirmed by Parks and Rec writer Rachel Axler. Let's let's hear this next voicemail, shall we? It's number eighty-three. I don't know why I'm reading the numbers. Like the listeners, like oh, I'm number (laughs) eighty-three. Well, I'm excited to get to one hundred now.
1: You know, it's kind of it's nice to have a milestone. Who's going to be the hundredth person? Yeah,
3: eighty-three.
4: Hey Hannah, Will, and Rachel. This is Connor Young calling from Norman, Oklahoma. My question this week is simple: What's the best shoe shine you've ever received? Thanks.
0: Thanks, Connor, for calling in, Rachel. If you don't know, we have multiple guys named Connor who call into the podcast. I we d- call I- it the Connor Club. I did
2: know that, but I didn't hear what he said. What's the best? What the best shoe shine shoe you've shine? ever gotten? Oh, no. yes, never. I don't think I've <laughs> ever gotten a shoe shine. Have you? Neither have I. I think well, about you're it.
0: You're a you're a man. You're the man.
1: Oh thanks. Um I think about it every time I'm in a, an airport. I get pretty close every time I'm in an airport. It's like, am I gonna do a massage chair or a shoe shine chair?
2: I oh. have considered the massage chair, although I've also never done that.
1: Yeah, now's not the time for them. Oh, okay. I think now's not kind of the time.
0: <laughs> if you're traveling in an airport, don't use the the shared massage chair. There's a yeah,
1: sh- okay. there's a shoe repair store on my street. I guess a cobbler. There's a cobbler who lives just down the street from me. And I always want to be someone who like will do, will get Stops at the- who stop Well, who like will repair my shoes instead of get a new <laughs> pair. You know what I mean? Like I want to be someone mm-hmm. who shines and takes care of it. Um But I'm not that, I'm not that kind. My shoes
0: are in horrible condition. <laughs> I mean, my sneakers, there's a hole in each sneaker and I still wear these shoes. Yeah. So I might be the wrong person.
2: Well, no, same, same here. I, I, I feel like mostly the kinds of shoes I wear would not take, Shining well. <laughs>
1: I also think, I don't know about, about you two, but I I don't know how I would be able to handle the relationship between myself and and like the human being shining my shoes. See, that like I don't have a... Just see,
0: no, that I don't have a problem with as a lady. I feel like, you know, if you've haircuts, ever, waxing. Yeah. If you've ever had okay. a If you've ever, if you've had, you've had, ever a pedicure. had a lady, yeah, pedicure, manicure... It's it's not a power
2: dynamic, or
0: uh, maybe it is. <laughs> I
3: guess I mean, you're
0: right. I, I think
2: it is actually. I, I I find it awkward too. Yeah. Um. But but oh, am you I know. a horrible person? No. And I'm like, no. I think it's. I think it's. I think my it's feet are in the you... tub.
0: They're. I'm getting a pedicure. Yeah.
2: That's okay. And
0: they're doing something I don't know how to do.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. It is definitely skilled labor. Very much.
1: My um, suggestion would be to to maybe instead of like a sitting up above. Is to maybe have a sort of...
0: Lay down. Lay
1: down or even tilted so that you're so lower. Your head is, you know, your yeah. feet are up in the air. And, or what if you just yeah.
0: take your shoes off?
1: That's a really... Rachel, yeah. too
0: much <laughs> logic here. Yeah. I
1: don't know.
0: Um, <laughs> let us know, listeners... Um, how you think shoe shining could be improved? And uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get to let's anonymous number 84. <laughs> I have a feeling this is my mom, speaking of moms. Oh, yeah.
1: It's a big mom podcast.
0: It's a big mom podcast.
5: Hi, Hannah. Hi, Will. Very excited Ooh. for the guest you have on your show today. My question for her is um, whether or how much fun did the writers have? Uh, coming up with the artwork for each of the people on the, in the Parks and Rec department. Seems like it allowed for a lot of creativity. Um, on another note, Hannah, um, your Molly and American Dolls course um, were gifts from your grandma, and you enjoyed them at the time. Um, but at a certain point, I did ask you if I could give them to a, a little girl who who seem to need them more, and you said yes. So you will not find them in the attic of our house. Uh, anyway, can't wait to hear from your guests, and I love listening to your shows. That actually wasn't my mom. <laughs>
2: Oh my god, I love That's her That's my mom, she's great She's awesome,
1: I love her um, Yeah, feel free to address you either know, question You
0: know my family You know my family is the best when they call into this Podcast every week, and they've Sat through multiple long Form improv shows I did back in the Day, that so is awesome. Family number one, yeah, the Molly doll Was what we talked about last podcast Um <laughs> Now I know it was given away, but uh, She asked you a question about how much fun was it to create the artwork for each person so I'll let you uh
2: I mean totally fun we I I don't fully remember to what extent we um dictated like this this should look like this and to what extent gay just like went with it and just like um just like did her awesome thing Um, And then sort of like brought stuff in to show to Mike and all of us and say, what do you think of this? But I mean, I I was laughing when we were watching it. I was cracking up at the, the, um, quote unquote, pretty lady with the hamburger for a head. It's just (laughs) so funny. It's so So ridiculous. And I mean, also the way that actor says it is brilliant, but like.
0: But yeah. Such I mean, a straight face. It, I was like, <laughs> that's the best thing.
2: I remember though, I do remember like being on set um, when they were doing that scene um, when they were doing the scene where they're all kind of like uh, actually arguing about the the camel and things inclusion in it and, and just they were all so funny and they were all cracking each other up so much like the, it, there was a lot of breaking in that scene. And I, I remember thinking at the time, like, oh my God, I just want like every minute of this on like an outtakes thing. Like I just wanted like a gag reel that I, I tend to like, um, I tend to like outtakes more than what, what winds up <laughs> in anything, um, simply because I find them delightful and fun. Um, and they, they were at the cast had so much fun with it, just like looking at it and playing with the idea of it too. But yeah, writing on that show was fun, period. I feel yeah. you, oh I was just gonna say there's something no, I was just well. thinking
1: about like the it's so cool to hear you talk about, you know, your memory of of being on set while something was happening of sort of seeing yeah. um yeah. and and just made me think about how maybe this is one of the first episodes, not just that features everyone in the ensemble, like doing their own thing, but also united and doing their own mm, thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um there's also like just the way that it's shot, they're all in, they're all like on camera at the same time. Like I just imagine yeah, the experience of shooting it as there's like, there's an electricity there of everyone's on at the same time. You're not like you cutting between things. You get to see things.
2: like what an astonishingly powerful cast it was. Yeah. I mean, just the, the level of like comic, just insane talent in that, in that little room. But that's exactly why the the version that wound up being the show is so much better because it includes mm-hmm. it includes Jerry, it includes Donna. Um it it sort of it brings the whole like power of that parks department um together, which is more than the sum of its parts, <laughs> unlike the camel.
1: And I think I this is sort of the perfect episode to have you say that <laughs> on and that, you know, in speaking about the writer's room of having having another room that's full of, I mean, you're a very, very funny person, <laughs> you know, like having another room full of funny people making a thing better, I think feels like one of the reasons that Hannah and I love this whole show and want to talk about it and talk to other people <laughs> about it is it's at, it, it feels like whether you zoom in on like the microscopic level of how it was made, um, or sort of zoom out and look at the series as a whole, it, it feels like that is present at every stage. A sort of people. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah.
2: That's, very lovely to hear. It was, I mean, I really loved being there when I was there. So, yeah.
0: That's good because they say, don't meet your heroes. And if you had said <laughs> anything else, I would have, it would have broken me as a person. Because <laughs> oh, no. this is my, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> too no, much. But no, but I
2: mean, but I guess also that makes it lucky.
0: I'm so glad. Do you have like a, do you have like a moment in the writer's room that you remember from, I, we're really making you dig into your memory 11 years ago.
2: Yeah. No, I. I mean, I remember certain parts of it. Um, I'm only six hundred years old. Um, In tree moment-
1: years, though, we're talking tree years, right? <laughs>
2: In tree, yes. <laughs> Wait, uh, but a moment. Uh, Do you what? have
0: like a memory from like the writers' room of Parks and Rec that you're just like, oh, that was a good memory? This might not be a good question, <laughs> but this is a good
3: memory.
2: <laughs> um, I, I mean, there was a lot of there. There was a lot of like joking around and. Playing silly games and stuff, you know. I mean, I, the the first thing that came to mind, unfortunately, is very, very me centric because I guess that's the that's the um, perspective I have.
0: No, it's okay. But, You're the special guest. <laughs> Talk about it. But we, I do We
2: support it. I, I I do remember, and I I don't. I think it was. I think it was for canvassing. I think it was. So it was very early on. Um, Greg Daniels was not. In the room as often as Mike was, because he was off. Sort of, first of all, he had the office, and secondly, he was um, doing all sorts of like big EPing type stuff, like talking with other people other than just leading the room. So when he came in to run the room, it was it was sort of a, a special thing and also a, a different experience. And I do remember a time when he, uh, <laughs> he was he was sitting on the floor for some reason. Um and he had his laptop on his on his knees. We were all like around the table. But he was he was looking for he was looking for a suggestion as they were canvassing for something that um Leslie could say to Anne, sort of because it's hot out and gross. And I pitched um, why don't we blow on each other's faces? Um <laughs> and and he laughed, and seeing him laugh at a pitch was like, uh, that sustained me for, I guess, 11 years because I still <laughs> remember it. Um, so, so that was neat. Um, and that wound up in the, and I mean, that was my own script, but again, you know, best thing in the room, or at least best thing according to the person typing wins. So, uh, <laughs> so um so yeah that was that was an example i guess of like getting a joke in on a script of my own that i was that i was psyched about that's a
1: very sweet memory well as someone who you mentioned like working on the show for season one and season two and then going on to work on all these other incredible shows and just being um i you know getting to be a fan of the show if you want of like watching when you want what was did you what was the experience of like being a part of sort of the beginning of this thing that yeah. has grown into,
2: mm.
1: you know, some like a cultural touch, touchstone. Like they had the reunion show during the beginning of the I pandemic. It's,
2: God, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't, I feel while I feel very much like part of that family to myself, I, you know, I, I recognize that it went on and became something completely different and of its own, uh, you know, for, for many years after I was there, but I still feel very close to it. And I still feel, you know, and we had such growing pains in that first season and it was a tiny little room and we were still trying to figure out who Leslie was and what the story was. And, and there was a sense throughout the whole first season that it wasn't going well, you know, and that Mm. like, although we were all having fun and we loved these characters that we, we hadn't quite hit it yet, you know? And then the, and then it was nice to get to be there during the second season when suddenly it just started to click and and we could feel it and we could feel people feeling it, you know. It was it was nice to be there for that. Um and it was it's just like still this delightful to be able to say that I um wrote on that show and to have and to have worked with Mike who is I, I said already a genius, but I mean, really, really inspiring, like as a, as a person to work with, he's just, he's a great storyteller. He's a great, um, story creator and pitcher. (laughs) And he's a, he's a very generous person with a very, very good memory. Um, like he would, he would sort of like pull jokes that you had pitched months before out of thin air, not thin air out of his big brain. (laughs) Um. Uh, you know, a while later, and go, "Oh, you know what would fit here is that thing that you said about the thing, and uh, you wouldn't remember it and he would remember it word for word, so it was it was really amazing to work with him, and I feel like everything I watch now, like good place, like everything that he's created since then i I feel like i i having known him in the room, I can see his voice in it, and it's really nice. Hmm.
0: that's awesome, also, so many of the things we were talking about as we watched it this episode grew into you reoccurring bits or characters Mm -hmm. for all seven seasons. So like, it's interesting to hear you talk about like, well, I was, I was just there the first two seasons, but so much in this episode are things that like seeds that became the trees of the show. So
3: so, I mean, it's great.
0: Uh, Should we hear this last voicemail? That is probably my dad. (laughs) Sure.
1: What number is it, Hannah? It's number 85. Uh,
0: I know <laughs> Number 85. He every week calls in with a sports question. Oh, my God. To- Great.
5: Hey, Hannah and Will. Nice call on the Braves. Upsetting the Dodgers. Very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, do we think that uh, what will be over first? The election or the NFL season? That's tonight's question. Take care. Love the podcast.
0: Rachel, as the visiting sports expert, oh. do you have a first a first stab at it?
2: Yes. I will say I have no idea when the NFL season ends. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
0: but I, do you have I, any idea when the election no, will end? I, as one of the candidates has uh, confirmed multiple times he will not accept results. Really? Which uh, one? his vice president has also said that he has not addressed if he will accept the results. Which which candidate do you think is going to maybe not accept the results I, if you had to take a stab at that. I you know what? I don't know
2: anything about the NFL. Um <laughs> no, I uh I have no idea. I obviously would love for this election to um be uh I I would love for for uh people to wait until all votes are counted first of all um and I feel like that's no way is that going to be election night. So who knows? Um I don't know. I don't know. All That's I know an is-
0: optimistic reason the election <laughs> would be dragged out. So let's. Are we going to optimistically say we hope the election ends before the NFL? Yes. I don't know when the NFL. Okay. So we're <laughs> yeah. going with optimism. Will are you going with optimism I'm, in the spirit of? I'm Pers- sticking rec.
1: with you guys. Yeah. No, we're stronger together. Um,
0: d- Sports guy, Dad. Thank you so much for calling in. I'm so glad we got the brave question. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Um, I'm just like looking through all my questions now to make sure there's not something I'm going to be like. I wish I had asked that before.
1: I, I do feel like a, she left. a big takeaway for me from from this conversation is that I, I think the next project is like a first draft recap podcast. Of, <laughs> of, like going through, yes, um, no, but I think I people mean, are yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for for sharing that with us because I think that's as especially well, as two people is- who are. What's up? Yeah. Oh
2: no, 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 please. I'm
1: sorry. No, 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 I was just saying the hearing the first draft I think is so reassuring as especially as people who are like writing things of our own and are it's so easy to like encounter the finished product and to have it feel like this impossibly, you know, untouchable thing and just sort of as like it's nice to remember the very human steps along the way and like mistakes that led to discoveries. And yeah. So Uh,
2: this is a, this is a particularly um, sort of (laughs) like egregious example, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I don't think I've ever, ever seen a first draft shot, edited, aired word for word. I mean, I, I don't think that happens. It doesn't happen because you you don't know how long it's going to be even i mean it's yeah it just it just doesn't happen like first drafts are first drafts for a reason and they're to provide you know a a great um structure that that can be improved upon
0: uh rachel we also talk about the british version of parks and rec slides and swings oh, yeah. i know you you wrote a couple episodes there. Just in a couple sentences, what was that writer's room like as opposed to the American version of Parks and Rec?
2: It was, um, it was very genteel.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, yeah. It, and there were a lot more accents. Uh, um, yeah. But, but yeah, it was, Gen- it was fun. It was good.
0: There was a lot more death in, in Slides and Swings, and I know that you are responsible for, like, 90% of the death. You were the one in the Slides and Swings room that kept saying, kill off these characters. How
2: did you find that out? <laughs> was that the DVD commentary, or?
0: It was in the DVD commentary yeah. of Slides and Swings, right. the special edition pack. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> look, Slides and Swings originally was called Swings and Slides. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, behind the scenes, it was of I'm just the British version. I'm just giving so you so giving you some background, <laughs> but Love um, it. but yeah, slides and swings was apparently easier for the announcer to say.
0: The announcer that would announce the each episode, the episode
2: as you have yeah. in British shows
0: previously on yeah much easier right. Uh, Will, were you going to ask something before <laughs> I interrupted you to get in the really important slides right, and swings question? In
1: no interruptions. I I was just kind of curious of like how. Um, yeah, if you feel again, sort of thinking about this first draft and this idea of, you know, collective action and and working on things as a group, but also having your individual voice heard, um, if, if being a, like a television writer for your career, if how that has shaped kind of how you're thinking about the world or how you're moving through your life, if the experience of working at this way in the industry if you feel like has colored the way that that yeah, you think about things.
2: That's a fantastic question, which I'm not just saying to stall. Um, I mean, I, I do think that it has, it's definitely shown me um, that more and better things can be accomplished with more brains in a room. Um, And, and I, fully uh agree with and support the idea that these should be diverse brains um and uh beyond that i mean yeah i feel like at the macro level of things like just having having a bunch of perspectives is a better way to uh to begin a project if that means anything
3: yeah
0: that means so much so many things okay. um <laughs> anything. You've read on so many great shows. I mean, I told you this while we were watching, but The Daily Show was how I got my news as a kid. <laughs> I thought The Colbert Report and The Daily Show were like how people watch the news. <laughs> and you wrote on that and Veve, it, I mean, yeah, that's not a question. That's just me <laughs> saying your IMGB back
1: to you. <laughs> Is it true? Um, do you agree with that, Rachel?
0: Is it true or false. <laughs> I, I did.
5: Yes. Yeah, I did. or no? I, did I, oh,
0: I like that I followed Will's fantastic question about how the world connects to writing with <laughs> so you wrote
2: on these shows, yes? Um, in a way it was harder to answer yours though.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> Well I wonder so mine have... was
0: both sillier <laughs> and worse to answer.
2: Well, as
1: we uh, yeah. get to kind of the end the end of the episode, um what are you what are you up to now? Like where else can people find Yeah? find what Um, you're working on yeah
2: um i i am uh psyched to say that i just had a i just had a shouts and murmurs in um in this past week's new yorker so that was a thing um but uh i am currently writing a uh pilot for for hbo um that is in development so we will see if anything happens with it um they they have the first draft speaking of first drafts they have the first draft
0: hbo if you're listening
2: (laughs) let us know how it's going yeah we'll see what happens Um, i'm sure they'll let me know at some point soon is the new yorker Um, is it the cover
1: the like the old-timey baseball cover is that the edition that you're in this is how i see the world and mark time
2: I only see shapes, so yeah. I do not... Re- I actually don't
3: remember what the cover... Is.
2: We have it. It's sitting on our piano. I don't know why I can't... We
0: can link Rachel's article...
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, ...to the to either the tweet or the episode description. Or the, um, the green is my or, favorite. The or just yeah. a bunch of... Sh- a link to just a bunch <laughs> of shapes.
2: It's the October 12th issue. Awesome.
1: Congratulations. So what did that's you so write cool.
0: about in a sentence? So we let them know what they're about to click on. Um. A... Uh, a
2: viral
1: video that does not
0: exist.
2: Amazing!
1: That's very much our with brand. With that yeah. teaser,
0: we hope you click. Um, <laughs> Rachel, this has been this has been such a treat. Thank you like, so
2: much for inviting me to do this. It's so much fun to talk with you guys.
0: Thank you so much for coming on and listening to episodes ahead of time, so you had some sense of what you were walking <laughs> well, into. If I
2: hadn't, I would have been a dum dum. But yeah, sure. Thank you.
0: <laughs> um, I I'm just like it just. I hope I hope the listeners enjoyed this as much as I did and usually I address them all the time but honestly either way I'm happy because this has been like a a pleasure.
2: I totally totally I I love both of your voices too. It was it was it's just very lovely to hear you um talking about a show I love and and just being like funny and cool and sweet about it. So, yeah.
3: Well,
0: that's great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's we got to that. end <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, I'm on that.
0: Well, that's great. <laughs> that's so the-,
3: what's uh, yeah, the equivalent. And
0: <laughs> it's let's send Rachel out, and let's send us all out the way Rachel came in with just the sound of a herd of camels. Mm-hmm. Whatever that sounds like to our editor. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Oh, wait, before we forget, before the herd, hold the herd back.
3: (laughs) This is what Will and I want.
0: I know there's a herd of angry camels about to run in. But before Will and Will came up with this great idea, if you're listening and you want to make your version of uh, a podcast mural, let's say not offensive racially, Mm. but just um a fun mural of the podcast so far whether it's connor club or i don't know i almost said us but every cartoon <laughs> i've seen drawn of me like half of them are like wildly <laughs> hurtful to my self-esteem <laughs> um so whatever that means to you please uh tweet them in email them in we're gonna somehow figure out a way to feature them yeah, hash- so instead of a hashtag yeah. that's what we would love you know will and i love the fan art we've gotten so far both like photos of slides and swings dvds um <laughs> artwork around us so all right are we ready to send the angry campbells in now yeah,
1: they're coming there's no stopping them. all right the they're
0: coming thanks so much thank you see you next time